Welcome to the Leverage to Scale show. I'm Amber Vilhauer, founder and CEO of LeverageToScale.com, brought to you by NGNG Enterprises, standing for No Guts, No Glory. We work with purpose-driven business owners to develop their online platform and scale their influence. We believe that you have the opportunity to positively change the world one relationship at a time. Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Leverage to Scale podcast. I'm your host today, Katie Priest, and I'm here with Stephen Colin. Stephen, can you please go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us what you do and what your business is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Katie, I appreciate you, uh, you having me on. I appreciate you taking some time. Uh, for those of you who are listening, uh, if you haven't subscribed already uh, to the Leverage, uh, I'm going to screw up the title, Katie. Tell, tell me what the title of the podcast is. Leverage to Scale. Leverage to Scale. So if you haven't subscribed to it, go ahead and subscribe, but leave a review and let Katie know exactly uh, exactly what you took from uh, the last episode that you listened to. Uh, mine, you're probably not going to get a whole lot from. One, just because uh, I have a business called Knucklehead. So essentially everything is is predicated on the fact that you're going to screw up. You're going to make mistakes, uh, especially in the world of sales uh, and the connected world of today's uh, digital commerce. It's um, you're, you're going to, to scrape your knee and, and get your nose bloodied a little bit. But essentially, um, what I do is I, I call myself the chief knucklehead of Knucklehead Media Group, uh, where we help companies um, humanize their digital experience and bring dead leads to life through podcasting. That sounds awesome. Can you tell us about how you got into that? I mean, that sounds really cool, especially humanizing you know your social connections on through the internet is something I think that's very important. So how did you get into that? Yeah, that's a good question. So the congruent through line uh, over the course of my career has always been in sales, right? So communicating, uh, really creatively uh, formulating solutions to complex business problems. I mean, that's that's really what sales is. Um, in a lot of cases, it's really just fitting a need with a, a product or a service. And so over the course of my career, outside of my time in the military, uh, that's what I've done. Um, I spent almost 10 years in the Marine Corps, uh, played college football. So I'm fairly well-versed at leadership. Um, when I say leadership, uh, a lack of leadership, so to speak, in some cases, because I played on some pretty poor football teams um, <laughs> and then some great football teams that had some great leadership. Um, in the Marine Corps, uh, they're very, very big on small unit leadership. So it's a large force uh, that really operates based off of uh, how well a really small team can work together. And if that small team can function within a platoon, then that platoon can do some good things. And the platoon, obviously, at the company level, company, battalion, so on and so forth. So all of those systems and processes kind of let it uh, help me understand how to categorize information, especially communication on the sales side. Uh, And I was building and managing a sales team for an ag tech startup down in Austin. And um, the HR director and I didn't see eye to eye on a particular topic. Uh, and she had actually flagged some of her concerns in the past to me. And I let, you know, I gave her an opportunity to uh, air some of what her grievances were. Um, but I didn't appreciate the way that she was communicating uh, to the executive team about the performance of the sales team at the time. Uh, and so, in fact, she was lying. And so the reality is, is when I confronted her about it, I was very upset. And at that time, I made a human mistake. I actually texted my wife exactly how I felt about this person lying, uh, you know, at my company. But it turns out exactly. I was, I was texting her instead of my wife. So I call that a knucklehead moment (laughs) where 
I know that that happens constantly uh, in the workaday world where, you know, you're charged up, you have information that, you know, you'd like to keep to yourself or you'd like to share, um, you know, within small sets of folks, not necessarily broadcasted uh, company wide. Those things happen. Mistakes happen all the time. But what that did is it, it also prompted me to start sharing some of my story uh, over a podcast called Knucklehead Podcast, which is the flagship show for Knucklehead Media Group. And we found that that, uh, that actually opened the door for business owners, executives, and sales leaders and revenue generators to come in and start sharing all the things that they've screwed up along the way. All the, all the, you know, the backroom deals, the backstory kind of replicating if these walls could talk type of scenarios to, uh, to some really big business deals that, that have been done. And we found that that was a very effective way at connecting with your audience. Cause a lot of times people just want to hear the backstories. They want to hear the behind the scenes. And, uh, and so we replicated that entire process. Now we, we help companies do the same thing, and uh, use their podcast as a way to, uh, to connect with people that wouldn't otherwise engage with them. Right. And, um, I love hearing your story and, you know, how you've grown and we've all had that moment where you send the wrong, the right text to the wrong person. And have you done that before? Have you uh, done that? I've done that maybe once or twice and working in. in oh my goodness. Isn't it a nauseating feeling? You know, that feeling you get in your stomach where you're, Oh, Katie, you probably handled it more with more class than I did, but uh, I'll just put it to you this way. You, you know, the feeling I'm talking about where right. you're like, you, you can all, you almost want to unsend uh, <laughs> the message just doesn't work that way. Yeah, maybe that's the next tech app idea. People right, need to, honestly, people you can unsend. unsend emails, but yeah. Can't unsend text messages. No. <laughs> yeah. In talking about growing your business and obviously there's mistakes, but I want to touch on one of the good moments before we get to kind of some of the like, you know, trials and tribulations. Sure. Is there a moment in growing your business or, you know, in the growth of your business where you're like, wow, you know, I started at this point and this is what I wanted to have happen. And like, it's actually happening. Did you have that moment? Katie, I, I really appreciate that. Um, full transparency. I, sh this is the thing I struggle with the most is, um, being able to recognize the growth, right. Being able to stop just saying, well, you know, we had a listener or two and now we have thousands and tens of thousands. And it's, you don't, you don't really stop you. you, you every time I'm having a conversation, Katie, it's I'm trying best as possible as I possibly can to connect with, um, what's going on behind the words, you know, paying attention to, you know, folks' non folks nonverbal cues and the words they decide to use, uh, because that's that's really what's the most important thing to me. Uh, I've also been told that, you know, you can make a mountain out of a molehill. So it's being able to pay attention to those uh to those cues that have uh been the biggest signs of progress. But at the same time, I, it's something I struggle with the most, just reflecting and saying, you know what, we're doing this well. So let's keep on doing this. Right. And kind of talking about reflection and, you know, moving forward, what motivates you to keep doing your business every day to wake up and be like, this is what I want to do. I want to help people do this. Yeah, we had, um, I think it's episode 92 of Knucklehead podcast. One of my, the most downloaded episodes, it, Yen Young, uh, was on, went on Shark Tank, uh, struck a deal with Kevin O'Leary. Uh, was offered a million dollars at the time. It was one of the largest deals uh, that was done uh, in Shark Tank history. Uh, it was for a fast casual sushi place that that Yen uh, and his brother had started. And he, I, honestly, he's a phenomenal entrepreneur. He's he's he has been able to separate the performance of his business with his value as an individual. 
And he said something during that episode where he just said, um, you cannot confuse your worth as an individual uh, by falling in love with the business that you run. So being able to split those two and, and really, honestly, and really focus your attention on uh, what you can do to, uh, today to control whatever outcome your or result you're, uh, you know, you're hoping to obtain. Uh, my biggest motivation is to not get confused that my responsibility is to take care of my family and also provide opportunities for folks that work for us while performing, uh, you know, next level services and products for our, you know, for our clients. Right. Yeah. I mean, wow. That's, I think that's a, a really great um, thing to think about too, as is starting entrepreneurs and current entrepreneurs, or even, you know, when we talk about like the super success stories is still remembering your worth as a person is separate from however much worth your business has. Yeah. It's a, it, there's a sales methodology that's really, really tough to get your head wrapped around about the role and identity. So who you're, who you are as an individual and your role within a company and not getting those confused. Right. Yeah. And I just think that's like a really, I think that's something that people really need to listen to and pay attention to and evaluate within their business and within themselves. And you mentioned the kind of point of your business and knucklehead is to talk about kind of where you mess up. And so let's talk about like the hard moments and the challenges. What were some of those for you in growing your business and how did you kind of overcome those? I think it's a great question. It's a great question. There's, um, so, I mean, as a, as a sales leader, as a, as an individual who's responsible for going out and creating value, there's two different ways that you can do that in the sales world. There's a demand fulfillment way, which if I work for a company like uh, Amazon or Amazon web services, for instance, um, there's pro- the, the brand of the company kind of sells itself. Uh, I can, I'm not saying that it doesn't take a required skill set in order to communicate value. What I am simply stating is if uh, a, a company that was obscure offered the same product or service that Amazon brings to the table, um, it, you would have a, diff- a difficult time selling the obscure label as opposed to Amazon. So that's a demand, f- demand fulfillment type sell. Demand generation is that obscure company going out there and carving out a niche in their marketplace, uh, showing value, uh, following up with their customers and continuing to provide next level service. Um, and doing that, you have to put yourself out there. And when you put yourself out there, your ego can really kind of get bruised quite a bit. So if you lose clients, you, you take it as a personal reflection of yourself or an old paradigm, an old way of thinking is I have to do everything myself in order to have a quality outcome or, or, uh, result of what it is that we're doing. Um, so honestly, the, the first six months, maybe 12 months or so of our business reflected that where I was just putting together knucklehead podcast as a way to, uh, you know, to produce some content and connect with some great folks. I didn't realize that the way that we were doing it is actually the way that companies needed to go out and replicate their, uh, their podcast projects, their content marketing initiatives and connect that with a, with a, an objective business goal and put KPIs in place to measure, to make sure that that was happening. So the first few times that we did it for companies, we did a pretty poor job of, of actually being able to execute that strategy because quite frankly, we just didn't have it documented. Um, and so when I, when I go through that, it's easy to do it yourself. It's easy to have a team of folks that you can go out and, and get some things done. But when you start growing an organization and scaling an organization, 
and having people accountable for producing deliverables that need to be changed at a moment's notice, that's where you run into some challenges because a lot of information can fall through the cracks and uh, you never know what you're doing to somebody's uh, mindset or like, are you devaluing what it is that they're doing if you misspell somebody's name or if you, you know what I'm saying? Or, or, or if you, you simply uh, don't, and you're not responsive enough to a request to change a deliverable. I mean, it, it really does undermine some of what it is that you say that you bring to the table if you're not able to execute. Right. Yeah. I mean, you say, I mean, you're saying it just really well. I, I don't have much else to add because I, I agree with you and I, I think it's something people need to look at and, um, you know, talking about growth and going through growth. The past year has been interesting um, to say the least for a lot of people and business owners and entrepreneurs combined as well. Is there anything in the past year, like through your growth that you would have redone or has it been really what you were hoping for? No, not at all. I think everybody in some way, shape or form is dealing with some, uh, I mean, we're going through a, a global pandemic right now. So there's a, there's a highly emotionally charged uh, environment that people are trying to make long-term, you know, well thought out decisions. And I, you know, I don't know about you, Katie, do you make good decisions when you're angry? Cause I, I struggle with making high quality, uh, critical thinking, um, uh, decisions, uh, consistently well, whenever I'm at, at a, in an emotional state where I'm full of fear or full of anxiety or full of, you know, insert whatever emotion you want to have there. Right. Um, and so my point in saying that is, is in today's world, in today's emotionally charged world, it's difficult to get, it's difficult to get in front of that reaction that you're going to uh, experience whenever you're talking to customers and nobody really, really, really likes change. And there's been a, this change has been forced uh, on the market. So to answer your question, no, we're nowhere near where I thought we would be. And a lot of it has to do with COVID, but at the same time, that's where you have to, that's where you really have to uh, dig into um, be honest with yourself and be able to take some, some hard critical feedback from people who are, who, you know, you trust as an entrepreneur to give you some input. And sometimes that comes from your clients. Sometimes it comes from your clients leaving. And sometimes it comes from peers that can help hold you accountable. Right. Yeah. And so in talking about this past year, obviously it wasn't as, it wasn't what we hoped for. So what do you see your business going towards in the next three to five years? That's a great question. It's a great question. Well, I think that English is still one of the most predominantly spoken languages worldwide. It doesn't necessarily mean that everybody speaks it. However, there's a huge opportunity for folks that uh, can communicate well uh, at companies, specifically English speaking uh, companies that, uh, that really need help generating what I call micro content uh, to help get their message out. I, I believe that there's a struggle and a story and something special between the walls of every American company that's out there. Uh, it's my belief that those stories, uh, if they're told the right way and, and can actually uh, get curated in a way and distributed across social media channels, because that's where people are. They're not necessarily on your site all the time. They're, they're on the social media channels, interacting with their friends and their family and other coworkers or, you know, conducting business that way. So you have to design your, your information to be where those folks are. 
Uh, so there's a huge opportunity if you can drill it down right into uh, connecting the dots with all those companies, but then also subsequently having connections to how people actually truly consume information, which is the majority of it is over broadcast media. And because it's broadcast media is such a big deal. If you can connect new media, digital content with, um, you know, with broadcast media, then you've nailed it. And that's what I'd love to be able to do. Uh, and, you know, get folks like I, this is my son, Clayton, he's six years old, but how he consumes content and, you know, how his information has his generation interact with the computer. Uh, you know, if you can, if you can help them stop scrolling and get them to pay attention for, for things long enough and get their attention to help them create some good, healthy habits with their, you know, with their uh, learning, that's, you know, that's the way to go. So that's what I'd love to be able to, that's the problem that we're looking to solve here. Quite. Awesome. So we're nearing the end of our interview. It went by really fast. Yeah. Um, I looked down at the clock and I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> but I think we just really loved like learning about your business and hearing your story and, you know, really learning about, you know, there's going to be challenges with having a business. And so, and also hearing what your goals are for the next couple of years. So how can our Lovers to Scale listeners in our community help you kind of reach those goals? And where can they find you? Katie, anyway, I appreciate I appreciate you asking. Uh, you can start, honestly, by going to the Leverage to Scale uh, podcast and leave a review. Let, let Katie know how she did on this on this episode. One of the things that the listeners in the community there can do is is uh, I mean, honestly, have the hard conversations around you know sandwiching um, feedback. So here's what I liked. Here's what I didn't. Followed up with here's what I did like. Uh, that type of feedback actually helps make it easier to to take critical feedback and get critical feedback. But um, what what channel do you typically uh, optimize a lot of your content for? Is it LinkedIn, Twitter? Is it for your podcast or is it for your community? It's for our community. And yeah, that's really where we optimize it as far as community, usually online through websites or social media. Okay. So that community that follows your content, um, use it use, use what she's, what she's putting out there. That's how you can help, um, Katie the most, how you can help knucklehead is to go to some of our content and tell us what you didn't like. Um, we don't necessarily need the, uh, the rose, you know, we don't need the, the, the rosy feedback telling us what you, you got out of it. That was great. That's fine. Uh, our whole podcast is predicated on mistakes, screw ups, and how that led to the success that you have as a, as an organization. So if you believe that there's a story that needs to be told, uh, that we need to do some uh, investigation on. Fantastic. We've got some writers, uh, that can spin up some really cool, um, investigative reporting research, and then also orchestrate, um, you know, how to distribute that information over, whether that be a podcast mini series or, you know, dovetail that to one of your, uh, to your ad campaigns. So whether that's through written word, I don't necessarily think that's the best way all the time. However, it's, you know, audio, People pay attention to a conversation first before they uh, before they want to join an email newsletter or something along those lines. Maybe I'm off base in saying that, but that's that's what I've seen thus far. Right. Well, thank you again, Stephen, for being on the podcast today. It was wonderful having you um, and hearing about your business and chatting with you today. So thank you. I appreciate it, Katie. Thank you very much for having me on. much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose-driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, 
please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest. Now, if you got something out of this interview, would you do me a favor and share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on your favorite social network. If you do that, just be sure to tag us with a hashtag leverage to scale. Each month, we scour Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and pick one winner from each platform. What do you win? We are going to promote you and your business to all of our social media fans totally free. Next, if you thought this was a valuable use of your time, please support the show and give us a thumbs up or a rating and review. We promise to read it all and take action. I believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. Your feedback helps us fulfill that mission. And while you're at it, hit that subscribe button. My name is Amber Vilhauer, and I thank you so much for your time. Let's connect on your favorite social channels. Thanks for listening. Thank you for being a part of the No Guts, No Glory movement.